Welcome to Psalm 59. This psalm refers to the incident when Saul's murderous intent against David was openly revealed. Let me read this incident for us from 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verses 11 onwards. Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him and said, David, if you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow you'll be killed. So Michal led David down through a window and he fled and escaped. Then Michal took an idol and laid it on the bed, covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair at the head. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Michal said, well, he is ill. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, bring him up to me in his bed so that I may kill him. But when the men entered, there was the idol in the bed and at the head was some goat's hair. Saul said to Michal, why did you deceive me like this and send my enemy away so that he escaped? Michal told him, well, he said to me, let me get away. Why should I kill you? And it is from here, a very long season of living as a fugitive in the caves and in the mountains begins for David. You know, I wonder at times, David was living a quiet and a peaceful life as a shepherd. He sang his songs to the trees and the sheep. But one day Samuel ends up in his town and looks for the king to be anointed and none qualify but this young shepherd boy. Indeed, a rare pick considering his qualifications and his experiences. From there, David is quickly promoted to the palace to play the harp for King Saul as an evil spirit distressed him. Subsequently, David kills Goliath and in no time, David is famous and people are now singing, O Saul has slain thousand, but David has slain ten thousand. Then David is given Michal, Saul's very daughter, as his wife. In short, he is now part and parcel of the royal family. Now, if I were David, the progression seemed fantastic. This must be God's doing or how else could all the pieces fit in so perfectly well for a shepherd boy? This has to be God indeed. Oh, glory to him. And of course, the throne isn't very far either. It is just a matter of time. But it is just when David thought he was there, he was not there yet. It is just when David thought he was there, he was not there yet. He realizes the king truly hates him and wants to kill him and he begins his fugitive life for next 10 to perhaps 15 long years. You know, when I was in the Bible college, my professor told me that there are two kinds of schools where a child of God is trained. One is the technical school where you're trained in hermeneutics and homiletics and so on. But there is another school called as the school of suffering and he said, God takes all his beloved children through it and there is no escape from the school of suffering. David was just beginning to learn that God not only calls you, but he also equips you. But his style of equipping is very, very different. Now, some of you listening to me right now may have God's promises spoken over your lives, but you are perhaps feeling like David or like Joseph forgotten by God. And you ask, where are you, God, and what has happened to your promises over my life? Why am I misunderstood and mistaken? Why are circumstances against me? Why are things piling up against me for no fault of mine? And if you are summoned like that, we have a great, great example in David here. He does not get bitter at God. Instead, he chooses to praise God and express his confidence upon him. Yes, he does not get bitter at God. In fact, he has all the reasons to get bitter at God, but he does not. Instead, he chooses to praise him and express his confidence upon him. Now, he could have turned around and questioned God. Of course, as you read the psalm, you realize there were many low moments for him. So many of them. 
but every time you read the psalm, you realize he chooses to praise God and put his confidence upon the goodness of God. Remember, when the badness of men prevail, look at the goodness of God. When the badness of men prevail, look at the goodness of God. And David says, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. Well, though a conspiracy to kill him still existed in the highest places of the kingdom, David's heart was filled with songs of praise instead of dark fears. And for next 10 to perhaps 15 years, David runs, or David hides, trusting in the goodness of God. And after God had taken him through the school of suffering, God exalted him as the king of Israel. And may I say this, to this very day, people sing of David, a man after God's own very heart. Well, do we understand God's plan for us completely? No, we don't. But this much I know, God's plans are not to harm us, but to prosper us. And in his time, he makes all things beautiful. So my dear friends, do not give up. Don't get bitter either. Trust in the goodness of God and praise him on the mountain. Praise him in the valley, for God alone is the lifter of our head. Praise be to his holy name. When the badness of men prevail, look at the goodness of God. When the badness of men prevail, look at the goodness of God. Shall we pray together? Thank you, Father, for the psalm, for it has truly comforted my soul and refreshed my spirit. Help me, therefore, to trust you in my valley experiences, to fully well know that your plans are not to harm me, but to further in me your purposes, O God. So to your plan and purposes, I commit myself and through my life, may you be glorified. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.